Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022, the 8th of Tishrei, 5783. Hope you are well, hope you are safe in your part of the world. Coming to you this morning from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. And this morning, I got a another glimpse, it's not my first glimpse, uh, as to the reality of the situation, what we're going through right now here. And I'm sorry to paint this picture uh, for you, especially those who are abroad and who are perhaps coming to Israel for, for the Sukkot holiday or whatnot, but we can't ignore the reality. So as, as disturbing as it is, perhaps as pathetic as it is, I have to share the truth about the situation on the ground here right now in Israel here on this Monday morning. And I'll just share um, what happened on my commute to Jerusalem because of the traffic on the Gush Etzion Jerusalem road. I went around, took a back route via Tekoa, the Jewish community of Tekoa. I took the eastern spur, if you will, into Jerusalem this morning. And as I was about to get in my car, I got a notification on my phone that there had just been a rock-throwing attack inside of the Arab village, also known as Tekoa, which you have to drive through in order to get to Jewish Tekoa and then to Jerusalem. There had been a rock-throwing attack, a bus had been hit, um, a lot of damage done from what I understand to the bus. So I got in my car and I drove and... I'm not afraid to drive anywhere in this country, okay? I won't go into Area A, into the Palestinian Authority, but I am not going to be deterred. I'm going to take the road. So I got in my car and I started driving traffic on the main road. I took the Eastern Spur via Tekoa, and I saw, uh, looking to my right into the village, I saw that the Arabs had set a bunch of tires on fire. So there you have tires up in flames and a lot of... Uh, young Arabs were inside of the village. So what I am assuming happened was that these same Arabs, several minutes earlier, had attacked a Jewish school bus or bus. I'm not exactly sure what type of bus it was. Threw rocks at it, damaged it, ran back into the village. The IDF showed up. And what I was seeing was perhaps the tail end of a riot, of a riot, of attempted murder, because... When you throw rocks, uh, when these Arabs throw rocks, they're trying to murder Jews on the road. So I drove through. I saw the smoke from the tires. I saw the Arabs in the village there. The IDF had arrived and essentially were cleaning up the mess, uh, perhaps dispersing the rioters. And a stronger word for rioter is terrorist because that's what these people are. Uh, they are terrorists trying to murder Jews on the streets. So that's what I saw this morning. And then I saw the front page of the Jerusalem Post, which showed what happened last night, um, ironically, at a protest in the Shomron, near the community of Itamar, a protest against the fact that the terrorists, and we'll get to it in a few minutes here, are now shooting on the roads, and it's nearly nonstop violence, terrorism directed against the Jews of this country. They were at a protest against uh, the violence and calling, of course, on the government to crack down as they were out there last night protesting 
Arabs and a nearby village opened fire on men, women, and children at this protest. And for what I understand, a soldier was, was hit in the leg last night, taken to the hospital. But the image on today's, on the front page of today's Jerusalem Post is disturbing. Here in the year 2022, 75 years after the, after the establishment of the modern state of Israel, the image of children having to cower on the ground behind a car, and it was actually the Sharon Regional Council head, Yossi Dagan, who was there on the scene with his firearm protecting the children. That image is disturbing. We've seen this many times before. We've seen this down in the south. Uh, I recall images of children, and I have been there myself. I know what it's like having to lie on the ground as the terrorists fire rockets from Gaza into the state of Israel. So, again, I hate to paint a negative picture. There's still no place that I'd rather be other than here, the Jewish state of Israel, where as a Jew you have a purpose and a mission and a reason for existing. Okay? So that's the positive. Let's not forget the end game. Let's not forget the purpose and the mission and why we're here. After 2,000 years of wandering and being thrown out of every country in the world, let's be clear, there's no place I'd rather be. But what's going on now on the roads of Judea and Samaria, and a lot of people even in this country don't realize it, and I listen to the news, and they touch upon it, but it's not a top story or the number one story, the daily rock-throwing and firebomb attacks and everything that's going on. It's not top story as it should be because this is attempted murder of Jewish citizens of the state of Israel on a daily basis. And right now, right now, it is nearly nonstop in all parts of Judea and Samaria. I'm just reading right now on my phone as I'm sitting here at 1030 in the morning on Monday in Jerusalem, reports of, I guess this is what happened earlier this morning, an attempted uh, terror attack targeting soldiers and attempting car ramming attack against IDF soldiers this morning. This is nonstop. And I'm subscribed to about 50 different news services on Telegram and via the notifications from their website. So I see anytime there's a rock thrown or a firebomb thrown or an attempted terror attack, whenever all of that happens, um, I get the notifications. For better or for worse, I'm very much in tune with what's going on. And it's nearly, folks, it's nearly nonstop. And it must it must come to a halt. And even though we're having elections now, what, in 27 days, the current government, even if they are there temporarily over the next month, their responsibility is to protect the residents of this country. Okay, and, and I'm not saying that the IDF is not doing an amazing job. The IDF always does an amazing job. The soldiers out there on the front lines, taking out terrorists, preventing terror attacks, they are doing a lot, but not in full force as they should because, again, because of the political establishment. This is not a knock on our IDF soldiers in any way, shape, or form. They take their orders from above. And if the mission isn't to crush the terrorists, to create a true deterrence against what's going on right now, then this is, gonna, this is not going to stop. This is going to continue for a while. And I don't know for how long. 
We are seeing miracle after miracle. Yesterday morning, there was a shooting attack. I was going to talk about it a little later, but might as well get to it now. There was a shooting attack on the road between Itamar and Alon Moret, a bus driver who was on his way to pick up children with special needs. And thank God the bus was empty at the time. The bus came under fire, gunfire, along with a taxi cab, which came under gunfire. Apparently the bus was bulletproof. And actually the driver is a hero. From what I understand, he actually shielded the taxi driver with his bus, perhaps saving his life. That happened yesterday morning, which led to that protest that I talked about just a few minutes ago last night, calling on the political establishment to do what's necessary to stop the terror. And then ironically, those people who were out there protesting, men, women, and little children who were out there, came under fire last night. That is the reality. That is the situation. That is what you are not hearing in the mainstream media, whether it's in the U.S. or here in Israel. You're not hearing about uh, these attacks unless you do your research and go check out the uh, news updates in the tickers on some of these sites. This is not front page story, uh, the front page story at all, but this is what's going on right here. We should all be safe. We should all be well. We should all have a peaceful Yom Kippur and Sukkot and the rest of the year, not just during the high holidays. It should be peaceful on the roads and in the communities throughout Judea and Samaria and all of Israel. So I kind of jumped around here in terms of the order of the news stories I wanted to talk about. Um, I really wanted to open with the fact that yesterday was the, and this is of course also terror related, yesterday was the fourth yort site, the Askara of Israeli hero Ari Fold, may God avenge his blood. And last night there was a special event in Gush Etzion in memory of Ari Fold, sponsored by the Ari Fold Project, uh, an organization working to support IDF reservists, security units, and spread Ari's message of Torah Zionism to the world. So they had the Ari Fold Project first annual Line of Zion Prize for 2022-5783 awarded to Ari Abramowitz and Jeremy Gimpel, those who bring you the Land of Israel Network. So congratulations to Ari and Jeremy, partners in building the Arugot Farms. A very emotional evening in memory of Ari Fold, um, but we have to congratulate the recipients of the first Line of Zion Prize, none other, none other than Land of Israel founders, Ari and Jeremy, um, who give us this podcasting platform. So congratulations to them, and may Ari Fold's memory always be a blessing to all of Israel. I already mentioned the attack. I was going to get to this. The attack yesterday morning, the shooting on the road. And by the way, I saw the video of the shooting. And how was there a video of the shooting attack? The terrorists who carried out the attack yesterday, I'm talking about the shooting between Itamar and Alon Moray on the road where a bus driver was lightly wounded and a taxi driver. <clears throat> how do we see the video? Because one of his friends, one of the terrorists' friends, I don't know how many there were, they they taped it, and you can hear them chanting as they are recording the shooting, Allah Akbar. That's what they're saying. You can watch the video. It's online. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, praising the attack as it was taking place. Again, a miracle. Nobody was killed in that attack. 
Um, we have to squash the hornets' nests, nests in plural of terror, in places like Shem and Janine. Enough is enough. I think I've made, I've made my point. Uh, other attacks, uh, shooting also this past Wednesday in the southern Hebron Hills. Um, different terror organizations taking credit for that. Miracles upon miracles, and hopefully these miracles will last. Switching gears near here, I mean, it's all related. Uh, JNS yesterday reported online hotels and travel company Booking.com has added safety warnings to sites in Judea and Samaria, not only, by the way, Jewish communities, but they're also issuing warnings to bed and breakfasts and whatnot throughout the Palestinian Authority. Of course, the, uh, the PA not happy that they were included. If you recall, there was a rumor that Booking.com would only be labeling Jewish communities, and they decided that they would add not only Israeli communities in Judea and Samaria, but also Arab uh, towns and villages within the Palestinian Authority to their travel warning, advising people that they should consult with their governments before renting because these areas may be considered conflict-affected. So I actually was on a tour last Thursday with Media Central to meet with uh, proprietors of bed and breakfasts and resorts in Judea and Samaria. And I got to hear for them firsthand how the fact that Booking had already issued or already released a statement saying they were going to issue this travel warning, how some of these bed and breakfasts were already seeing, a, seeing cancellations, seeing a decline in business because people, if you think about it, people who are visiting Israel from all over the world, they don't know the reality of the situation. They don't know that it's safe to drive to the northern Dead Sea, which technically could be part of Judea, Samaria, okay, over the so-called, I don't like using the term green line, the phony green line. They don't know what they're doing. They see a travel warning and they don't want to go and book in these places. So I actually wrote a JNS article about this. You can find it on JNS.org explaining how Israeli bed and breakfasts in these areas are already suffering because of um, because of the travel warning. And at the time, this was on Thursday, and actually the travel warning was issued on Friday, they were already suffering just because of speculation that there would be a travel warning. But as we know, these types of things, it's, it's ironically Arabs who either work in these Jewish businesses or have their own businesses in these areas they're the first ones to get hurt so those anti-israel haters those bdsers this is just going to backfire against them because it's the arabs who will get hurt you can just take a look at soda stream they closed their factory near mishora dumim and moved it to the negev and then you had hundreds of pa arabs who lost their jobs so well well done way to go bds you are the ones who caused all these people to lose their jobs so don't, don't claim that you are pro-Arab. You are simply anti-Israel. Uh, turning to Iran, ongoing protests in Iran, reported by JNS here. The death toll, of course, the regime uh, cracking down on these protesters. Over 80 people killed. This was from a day or two ago, so that number could be higher. Uh, they are protest the protesters are uh, calling out the regime. They've been doing so since... Since September 16th, the killing of Masha Amini, 22 years old, who was 
arrested uh, for unsuitable attire by the Islamic Republic's morality, so-called morality police. And then this woman was beaten to death. So you see different, uh, you know, human rights groups uh, calling out the Iranian regime. But, you know, I, I did see many cases of people protesting. I'm not talking about those in Iran who are protesting, who are actually, you know, taking their lives in their own hands, um, which is which is you know, noble, number one, and the right thing to do to protest against the Iranian regime. But really, though, but where on a bigger picture, where is the world on this? You know, you see some tweets. I mean, but where are like governments all over the world on Twitter? Okay, maybe there are calls to overthrow these guys, the mullahs. But where is real action to help these women? Real action to overthrow the Iranian regime. That is what is needed. Okay, and ironically, again, the UN, by the way, if you're not aware, is on the UN Women's Rights Commission. And I'm not I'm not joking. This isn't a joke. They just uh, thanks to uh, UN Watch. I saw this. I looked this up. I think they're on it for the next four years. Are you kidding me? What a joke. Okay, and don't tell me that, that, you know, a few cameras over there are going to stop Iran from going nuclear okay by the way as i'm talking right now getting a notice on my phone a rock throwing attack near chizma just outside of jerusalem sorry to interrupt but that is the reality right now um so a few cameras at uranium factories that's going to prevent iran from going nuclear even though a deal isn't or hasn't been yet re-signed um, I still say a deal will be signed, but the whole thing is a joke. It's a sick joke. The whole world is being threatened. And once again, I've said it uh, countless times on this program, uh, Israel. Israel is going to have to take care of business one way or another at the end of the day. And folks, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, folks. Israel National News, switching topics here, reported that six residents of Nazareth were arrested uh, just was made for publication yesterday on suspicion of carrying out terror attacks on behalf of ISIS. And who were they targeting? They wanted to target a Muslim high school in Nazareth. So you have ISIS followers, or perhaps this is an official group uh, of ISIS um, terrorists, Muslims, who wanted to murder other Muslims here in the state of Israel, because according to the suspects, they wanted to target these Muslims for being infidels for one reason or another. Maybe they were spending too much time with Jews here in Israel. I don't know. But the bottom line here is uh, Israel stops an attack on Muslims in Nazareth. And my question is, is Israel going to get any credit for this or is Israel just going to get hate? And I'm guessing hate. Somehow, Israel's going to get hate for this. Somehow, Israel's going to be blamed. I don't know. They'll flip the story on its head. The haters will find a way. Um, I don't know how, but they'll find a way. Let's see if anyone gives credit to Israel for stopping an attack by ISIS or those who claim to be ISIS against other Muslims in Israel. Let's see if Israel gets any applause for this. If you find anywhere where Israel is praised for thwarting an ISIS attack on other Muslims, in Israel, let me know. Send me a an email, Josh at the land of Israel.com. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see anyone giving Israel credit for this. 
Um, Times of Israel, moving on here. Times of Israel reported yesterday that Robert Menendez, the chairman of the U.S. Senate Committee on Foreign Relations, recently warned opposition leader, former Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu, that including extreme right-wing lawmakers in a potential future government would harm U.S. relations, according to a report released on Saturday. So here you have a U.S. US representative, Robert Menendez, okay, a senator, warning Israel, warning Israel who should or who should not be a part of the Israeli government. I mean, who does this? Who gets involved? in other countries' internal matters, or what what leaders another country, and this isn't even like the prime minister, you know, what government ministers another country has as part of its cabinet. Why is this guy getting involved in Israeli internal Israeli politics? Does the U.S. warn other countries who should or shouldn't be part of their, uh, their gab, uh, cabinet or government? And... What does this have to do with U.S.-Israel relations? He's warning that U.S.-Israel relations will deteriorate if Itamar Ben-Gvir is a government minister or Bitsal Smotrich is in the government. The U.S. is going to punish Israel for this? Is this some kind of threat from Menendez? I would, I would recommend to him, pay attention to your own country, okay? Or, or start getting involved in every internal election of every country in the world. If not, please be quiet. All right, and that's me saying it very politely. I know this show is called Israel Uncensored. I try to keep it PG. I mean, maybe we should move it up to an R rating or something, but this is just just ridiculous. Netanyahu was not not very happy about uh, Menendez's comments. According to a source, Netanyahu was, quote, pissed off, as he should be. (laughs) I guess we just moved up from PG, maybe PG-13. Netanyahu not happy happy that this senator is trying to get involved in internal Israeli politics. Going back to the UN here, the UN Human Rights Council, the phony Human Rights Council in Geneva on Friday, held a meeting where Palestinian Authority Ambassador Ibrahim Karishi charged in a speech that Israel has carried out the worst humanitarian massacres since World War II ended in 1945. That's what our peace partners are saying about us. And he accused the Biden administration. This is also a joke of a blind bias towards Israel. That's a joke. Uh, The ambassador spoke under agenda item number seven. You all know what that is, right? Every single time the UN Human Rights Council meets, they have this agenda item number seven specifically for Israel. With everything else going on in the world, North Korea, uh, China, uh, Russia, all these other countries, there's only one country that has a line item specifically designated for it. They must talk about it. Those are the rules. Agenda item number seven. Uh, they talk about the so-called alleged Israeli violations of international humanitarian law at each one of its meetings. And they did it again on Friday. And the peace partner that we have in the Palestinian Authority got up there and issued a blood libel against the state of Israel. And we just sit quietly and we just take it. I'm sure our representative uh, said something, but, you know, whatever. Let's move on, right? Let's move on. The UN number one is a joke. And I don't know why we're not doing more. Screaming and shouting against this blood 
liable. I mean, you had Mahmoud Abbas uh, recently in Germany accuse Israel of 50 holocausts, okay? And now you have another Palestinian Authority representative accusing Israel of the worst crimes since World War II. And when he, means, when he says World War II, he means the Holocaust as well. And, uh, you know, just another news item, right? When are we going to say enough is enough, these are not our peace partners, and put an end, put an end to this once and for all. Enough, enough of the Palestinian Authority. Okay, that'll be the day. Um, let's end with two positives here. There was a massive hurricane, as you know, Hurricane Ian in Florida, on the west coast of Florida. Israel 21C reports just over a week after the United Hatzalah organization sent a mission to Puerto Rico to assist people affected by Hurricane Fiona, the Israeli Volunteer Emergency Response Organization dispatched a second relief team, this time to Florida, following the devastation caused by Hurricane Ian. United Hatzalah, United Hatzalah traveling around the world to help in humanitarian crises. And I got this experience with Hatzalah back in February when we went to the Ukrainian border. And here you have this Israeli humanitarian organization sending people around the world. In this case, it's in Florida to offering psychological first aid, emotional stabilization to people traumatized, medical care, humanitarian assistance as needed in Florida. So my message is, as every week on this show, if you are a BDS anti-Israel hater and you are in Florida and you are affected by Hurricane Ian, maybe you lost your property, your house, maybe you need medical attention, if you're a BDS hater, do not accept assistance from United Hatzalah. Don't do it. Don't be hypocrites. Stay away. If you see them showing up in their orange vests with the United Hatzalah logo and you're a BDS anti-Israel hater, don't take their care. Suffer in silence or try to find other aid. If it's psychotrauma, if it's uh, emotional uh, stabilization, medical care, whatever it is, if you need Hatzalah and you're a BDS anti-Israel hater, Stay strong, okay? Even if it means, I don't know, if you have to take some popsicle sticks and put it around that broken finger of yours, whatever it is, don't use Hatzalah if you're a BDS anti-Israel hater. Stay tough. Stay tough against Israel, right? Don't be hypocrites. That's my message to them. And finally, last story. One of the greatest tennis players of all time, Novak Djokovic, was in Israel this week competing in the first, it's the first time in a long time that Israel has hosted a major uh, official ATP tennis tournament. Djokovic won the tournament yesterday, defeating Marin Silik six three six four to clinch the Tel Aviv Watergen uh, Open trophy. So congratulations to Novak Djokovic. I think now he's ranked fifteenth in the world, perhaps. But again, one of the greatest tennis players of all time, and he did a lot for Israel's image this week, posting different things about how much he loves Israel and whatnot. I saw images of him working out on the Tel Aviv uh, promenade, um, getting ready for his matches. So congratulations. He seems like a real mensch, uh, Djokovic. Congratulations winning the Tel Aviv title. It's the first time. Hopefully we'll have more tennis uh, tournaments here now that uh, Djokovic and others have seen that Israel is a great place to come and visit and to play tennis. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We are on the 
eve of Yom Kippur, the holiest day on the Jewish calendar, where we do tshuva, we repent for our sins throughout the year. Uh, not only those committed man against God, but we must ask forgiveness, man, uh, man and his fellow man. So, uh, to everyone out there, if, there, if there's anything that I did to uh, to harm anyone out there, I apologize for that. Um, if you want to contact me personally, if there's something, if there's any way I perhaps offended you, Josh at the land of com on Facebook, twi Twitter, Instagram, whatnot. Or if you want to just comment on the show, feel free to do so. LinkedIn also, by the way. want to wish everyone out there who's fasting a meaningful fast. Uh, we will not have podcasts for the next two weeks because of the holiday of Sukkot, which starts this Sunday night. So it just so happens that the next two holidays within Sukkot fall out on Mondays. So please, God, we will speak again in three weeks. Shout out to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes. Everyone out there in the wonderful world of ours, be safe. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem, Israel, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Have a great week, everybody. Shana Tova, Gemar Chatima Tova, Chag Sameach from Jerusalem. All the best. You're listening to the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Broadcasting the truth and beauty of Israel to the world. 